see. All right. Uh, and we're recording. Uh, welcome to the Movie Bros Podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to listen to people talk, debate, and argue over old and new movies. Uh, I am there Science. With me as usual is Chad. Say what's up, Chad. Hey, man. What's up? And for the first time on this show, but I've uh, been a guest on other of my podcasts, is Oni Perez. Hey, everybody. What's up, man? Coming down from the dungeon, I guess? What are you at a Renaissance Festival? What's going on? <laughs> what is this that? Is my, this is my murder layer. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> that, this is uh, asbestos all just falling on top of me as I sit here and awesome. record this. I love that. I love the fact that you're like, hey, you know, remember that podcast you did like 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I'm dying because of it. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it literally killed me. No, this is where I have all of my tools where we bought a house in Tennessee. Just crazy. We did what we should have done during the pandemic after the pandemic. Right. No, when you were just supposed to go back to your normal life. <laughs> we were like, okay, now let's do something insane. Let's yeah. buy a house in Tennessee and renovate it. Uh, but we had well, a friend. You should get a basement now. That's cool. I get a basement and, <clears throat> and I got all the tools here. I paint in here. I paint cabinets and all that stuff. So I see cool. your, your Instagram and you're like, you're the dude that my wife, that my dad wishes I would be. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're like, you, you renovate your own shit. You paint your own shit. You build your own stuff, your yeah, shelves and, and, and cabinets and stuff. And I'm like looking at these videos and I'm like, man, my dad would give a left arm if I was that dude. Like my dad, <laughs> my dad would be like, well, my dad's one of those guys that when I was like, when I was a teenager, he'd be like, come outside and look at the look uh, and watch me change the oil. And I'd be like, what? My dad too. The oil. Sure. sure. And he, would like, be like, he was just hoping that it would just like, in, like just go in my brain somehow that I would care, like like the right. peak my interest in cars or in like any kind of work. And I'm like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah, my dad was the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I could be doing this or I could be playing video games. Yeah. Why? Huh. Why do I care about any of this, Dad? No. My right. dad used to do it. Tell me, he's like, you gotta either hire somebody, or you gotta learn how to do it yourself. And I would watch him do everything wrong, and I'd be like, uh, you should have hired somebody. That's that's what I I've mostly hired it's people. Apart. <laughs> but eventually, like small shit gets really expensive. I've noticed, like stupid shit that like the guy comes in and does in ten minutes, and you're like, oh, yeah, I could have done that. Oh, um, sure. oh, like, sure. so that's the kind of stuff I'm trying to learn, especially uh, now that my father moved uh, like 400 miles away and he's nearing 70, so I can't depend on him anymore, like on the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, he yeah. can't scream at you anymore. He also can't scream at me anymore, so if I do it my way and it's wrong, it's yeah. like the only person to scream at me is me. Yeah, but, YouTube, you know. man. YouTube's been an amazing help. It has. It has been. It teaches everything. I don't yeah, I just pay people. Um, even even that I have no money. I'm fucking broke off my ass, and I'm still like, so we could can we get that cheaper? I'm still gonna hire you, no matter what you say. But I'm just hoping that you know my charm will, will make it cheaper. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, so today the movies we're talking about today are Nope, are uh, the 2022's Jordan Peele movie Nope, and uh, Yes Man. And I believe Yes Man was 2002, 2003. I forget what it was. Uh, no, but 2008, actually. 2008. Yeah, 2008. yeah. Oh. Man, 2003. You thought that was like a post 9-11 movie? No way. That was too... That was, it's still a post 9-11 movie. No, but like like freshly <laughs> off the... Yeah, was, yeah. Was... everything has been post Everything is Everything after 9-11 is actually post 9-11. That's, that's yeah. Technically, 9-12 is post 9-11. Yeah. I think about it. There's tw like 21-year-olds now that have lived post 9-11 their entire lives. Oh my God! There's no non-post uh, 9/11. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, uh, first of all, we're going to talk about 2022's Nope. Uh, the official synopsis of the film is one of my favorite synopsis because it's quick, short, like it doesn't get too much. It says, uh, a man and his sister discover something sinister in the skies above their California horse ranch, while the owner of the nearby theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. And that's it. That's the whole synopsis. It's actually a really good synopsis. I actually give shit away. Yeah, they don't give anything away, and they they go okay. They're just enough. Like I don't like it when a synopsis gives you the actors, and they're like, just shut the fuck. That's not the synopsis. Like, well, Brad Pitt walks into a bar, and it becomes, a, and then Tom Cruise meets, and like, just just give me the fucking synopsis. Um. So, uh, uh, original thoughts, first thoughts when you watch this, Chad. Do you watch? This, did you watch this movie before the podcast, or you already had seen it? Before the podcast, it's been on my list for a while, but uh, I, I watched it last night. Um, it was uh. At first, I was like, where's this going? Like most, uh, you know, horror movies, I was trying to figure out what they were doing. Uh, I actually hadn't read the synopsis at all. All I know was that it was called Nope. And I was just like, all right, well, let's see what this is going on. And, you know, obviously they had a, a decent trailer, but it was uh, very, you know, like what they didn't show anything was going on except something spooky. Um, and then, yeah, they slowly ramped up. I liked it. Um, it was not my favorite uh, of recent movies, but it was definitely interesting. Like at first, I was putzing around. I do laundry and stuff while I was watching it. And then, like, I don't know, probably about 30 minutes into it, my butt was in the seat. And I was watching pretty hard. All right. Oni, what, what were your initial thoughts when you first saw it? You had seen it before, correct? Yeah. So it's interesting that the synopsis is like that. Uh, because that's... The, it's the kind of synopsis you can give when you've already established yourself as a writer that creates, you know, you can be a real douche about it and not tell anyone what this movie's about <laughs> and just kind of go like almost that sounded yeah. like Steven Spielberg's synopsis for his latest movie said uh, the latest movie by Steven Spielberg. I'm going to go watch it up. <laughs> It'll be what it is. Sounds good to me. I'll go watch it. Spielberg. Sounds great. Fucking take it. You, I'll give it to you and you just take it. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm going to make a movie. Uh, and so I also got that from the movie. It just, it felt like a, a movie you can make when you have established yourself because you cannot make that. And no one knows you yet. I, when I first watched the movie, the first, I finished watching it for the podcast just a little while ago. And I realized I had gotten way like further than I thought. I thought I walked out with like 20 minutes left in the movie. I you walked, walked out with you, like five minutes left. Because you walked out, you said you, to, to the audience, you walked out of the movie when you first tried to watch it. Yes. When I yeah. first tried to watch it, I walked out of the movie. Uh, and now it came to me as I remember thinking, I'm going to watch to see what, how this resolves. But I don't care that little post movie thing that they do where they show you these people back in their normal lives and doing all of the things after the horror is over. I was like, I don't care to know what that's about anymore. This movie. I felt like you felt in the beginning where I'm like, where is this going? And that never got resolved until just the factual resolution of whatever this was is now over. But other than being like a real cinematographer's jerk off session of like, look how amazing we can do things in front of a camera to explain story. 
I don't think this went anywhere interesting. Mm. Mm. I don't think I got the payoff I wanted at the end for that. So I, I, I had an original interest in this movie when it first came out, but I didn't, I didn't watch it because, uh, as has been established on every podcast I've ever done, I'm a pussy when it comes to horror movies. I, I, I get legitimately scared and I don't like that feeling of being scared. So I don't, watch horror movies unless it's for a purpose of like hey we're gonna do a podcast on it and i'm like okay fine and <laughs> i don't mind you know uh and then again it always has to be during the daytime like i have rules and it has to be a disney, it has to be a disney movie played right afterwards i have rules uh but um jordan peele's movies i think have an ominous tone about them yeah. that make you feel as if you're gonna watch a horror movie and then you're halfway into the movie before you realize oh this isn't a horror movie like i don't feel driven yeah it's i guess but it's i guess maybe suspense but it, um i always you know suspense is like a cousin to horror movies but this isn't right i i feel like this is like a second cousin to a horror movie i think the only thing that this has related to a horror movie is the music other than that, I don't see anything that's horror related, and um, and again because everybody because this is his third movie, his first one being, um, uh, Get Out, and then the second yeah. one being uh, Us. I think Us is more of a horror movie than than, than the other two. Yeah, and the other two are not horror movies. I mean, the yeah, Us Get Out, Get Out, Get Out is a horror movie to any person of color, um, uh, but. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. So I was watching this movie and I, I was like, oh, this isn't really a horror movie. And then I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like I kind of felt like what Oni felt like, oh, this is like a cinematographer's jerk off session. And I, I really I did th- I did appreciate the fact that they showed the alien. Spoiler alert, this is about aliens. I mean, it literally says it in the synopsis. It's a fucking thing in the sky. Like what's it gonna be? But I did appreciate that. I was like, oh, they showed it. Like it's not one of those, it was like you know. So what made Spielberg great in Jaws is that he barely showed the shark, and we all know now oh, yeah, yeah. the reason he barely showed the shark is because the shark did, wasn't working. So he had to find a creative way to go about it. So the shark was we, on strike, right? And Union, <laughs> the yeah. Union shark got the fuck. Nope, yeah, I will he not was, work. He's like Bruce was like, I'm out of here, bro. I can't do this. Um, so, but this guy took the opposite approach where he's like, I'm going to, I'm not going to show you the thing for half an hour. But then after that, all I'm going to show you is the fucking thing. Like, all I'm going to show you is this fucking thing in every angle on the inside of it, through the inside, through the fucking guts, like all the angles. And I found that interesting. I think I found it more interesting as a, as a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to write a script now. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at it from a filmmaker's perspective. And I think I found that more interesting than the actual movie itself. Than if I liked the movie. You get, I don't know if that makes any sense. It sounds like yeah. I'm laughing, but I'm just, I can't pinpoint how I feel about this movie exactly. Well, there's different ways to look at a movie. It's, you know, it, there's a technical aspect, you know, to appreciate like what they're doing, how they're filming it, you know, what they're showing, like the, the kind of stuff they're trying to show with just the camera work and how they did stuff uh, versus the actual story itself, right? Um, yeah, I just found, like, I feel like this is like a, I don't know, I feel like this could have been done in an hour. I think this story could have been done in an hour, and I don't know how it stretched out to as long as it did. Um, they definitely stretched it out. It felt like 20 minutes too long to me. Yeah, yeah he went through... He goes through a lot of genres, too. He goes through Western genres. He goes through... Um, 
you know, silent film stuff. It just, he explores a lot of ideas that it, you know, this, uh, this looks, this is one of those movies again, where you're just like, man, this is like the kind of avant-garde shit I want to make. Like, I just want to make this crazy, like, uh, Tarantino plays around with stuff like this, but he always keeps a solid plot line where you know exactly where the story's going. This got lost a lot where you're like, why are they trying to film this alien? What is the point of this trying to film this alien and getting this to get rich. together? They wanted to get money. Yeah. yeah. Get but like, why? But I guess I should say, why are we spending so much time with how to film this alien oh. versus just... I guess because they introduced the I mean, anti-electric shit, and so it's like becoming a challenge. Versus he gave he gave us. I like the fact that he gave us a training montage for the getting ready to film an alien. Yeah, yeah. He was like what sports movies do with fucking training montages. He gave us a montage. We was like, and then we're gonna steal fucking inflatable uh, <laughs> guys, and we're gonna steal car batteries, and we're gonna like. He gave us that. You know when you do a heist movie and you go, "Son of a bitch, I'm in," and you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that scene. For getting ready to film an alien, and I thought that was, I, I I literally go, is he doing this like is he doing this as a joke? Like is he fucking with us? Like he's giving us a, a fucking montage? For this? Yeah, well he was he was getting, he was playing with all these sort of ideas, like putting in montages, keeping a western theme, flashbacks, sci-fi. He had he had the flash. He had all the tools. When you yeah. read, when you read a script writing book, you like these are the tools. You could use in a film, and he was like, "I'll, I'll take all of them. I'll use yeah. all of these." Like just he did a one of those homage to Hollywood movies that every now and then somebody does, and uh, I mean, even the, the, the the very basis of the of the their business was like an homage to the original Hollywood thing, the original yeah um, film, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. the black guy on the horse, exactly. Um, so it's I thought the that was first thing cool. filmed. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I love I love that that was great. That was I just like like Neri the fact that this is horror doesn't make sense. It's a sci-fi, but there even the suspense is not really. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's definitely sci-fi horror. I definitely lean more towards the sci-fi in that it's an yeah. Alien, so that like kind of automatically makes it more sci-fi than horror. But but I here so here's my question. All right, so and again, this is a bit of a spoiler, but why did it change form? The alien did did they? Did I miss it? Did no, they, I didn't. Did, I didn't did, get that either. No. Did it? It just. It just changed form, and we're supposed to understand why. Like it didn't even. T- like it, it was talking about like any any anything with a spirit can be broken. So you're relating it to an animal who's territorial, who has a you know has a big spirit who needs to be broken. <coughs> but they, even animals as we know them, they don't change form. So like I didn't understand why. It was that it changed form, and then why nobody was surprised that it changed form. Yeah, in the movie, we're like, "What the fuck? Is that a different one?" Like, not somebody should have said that. Like, is that? that Yeah, they definitely didn't react to its like full change. There had been signs when it was like having indigestion because it ate whatever the fuck it wasn't supposed to eat. Flags. Like the uh, that it changed from that like solid disky looking thing to like it looked like a jellyfish. Like it would would bill it out a little bit or whatever. And you know, some animals do have like. I mean, like pufferfish. I don't know. Is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, they do have different defensive techniques, but like the full-on, I invert myself and then turn into this angel-looking thing. 
Um, like I, I don't know. They definitely underreacted to that, in my opinion, because they were this, this very disky thing, and then all of a sudden it's this thing from like Final Fantasy, I don't know, seven or eight. Uh, I was waiting for uh, One Wicked Angel to kick in. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. even get also what the message behind it was. You know, if there if there even was, because like I got I into know. some of the online stuff there, and then it gets into these crazy this had a lot of subliminal stuff and this and that and the other and i'm like you know when you do that in a movie you have to be a little bit more i guess you know upfront about what it is that you're trying to because i hate movies where now you got to go research why the fuck this thing was done this way and then you research it and it has a whole backstory around it and it's like hey man i just wanted to watch the movie i didn't want to go read something about this to further understand your plot yeah, to get one, yeah, it should be self-contained. Uh, it's annoying when they do that, but you can only yeah. get again get away with it when you've made some successful stuff already. You, this couldn't be your first go. This couldn't have been Get Out. He had to do Get Out first to yeah. get to this. Yeah, because even like the the one that uh, strikes me, I guess semi-similar is Prometheus, and that is like half the time you're going, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, right. Well, I was thinking like, signs too, but signs, signs you're like, at least there's a real suspense. Yeah. Even if it and was it's dumb. Scary. It's like legit scary, suspenseful moment. It was legit scary until you realize the aliens are retarded and they invaded a planet where three quarters of the planet is acid to them. Yeah, but that's, um, uh, see, I, like, I've heard, I've heard Chad say that before about, about um, signs, and I've heard other people like say that about signs. I'm like, yeah, but we do that as humans all the time. We do, we invade countries. We're st- like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we do all this shit. Like, human beings in history have done stupid shit all the time. Alexander the Great uh, fucking, you know, started marching on, on Russia. And you're like, but there's there's snow. Yeah, and but snow mountains. doesn't auto-kill us. Water auto-kills these things. Yeah, again, but it's just... it's. I also, think it's, Alexander the Great was shitting in a bucket. We're talking about aliens that have figured out how yeah, to but you're there, but go it's through. There, but, it's all, but it's all relative. I'm sure... The aliens that they apparently they apparently mastered space travel, but figured out how to take atmospheric readings. Yeah, water um, kills you know. us. They would have found out traversing the. Well, didn't the didn't they go to like North Dakota? Wasn't that movie based in like some uh, Iowa or some shit where, where there's no water? Or I mean, there no, but again, you're the farm. They have to have water. Eighty percent water is the planet. Now you got now now I got to learn about their fucking farm system. But also, I'm I'm good not having that. I'm good having that in a movie. I don't care about that kind of uh, plot hole. Yeah, it's it's three inches bothering me, but it was yeah. until that moment. Moment, it was fine. It was scary. It was suspenseful. Yeah, um, I I don't know. It was weird to this movie was just a weird. I think it was kind of like, hey, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm going to show you that I could do all. I could use all the techniques of mm-hmm. making use. Yeah. And then just be like, and then you're going to tell me it's great because you love my shit and you won't dare offend me. Yes. And if you don't understand it, you're going to think it's you, not yeah. me. Right. Yeah. You're gonna think you're done. Not I. I made this movie because I'm smart. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel that way. And I'm a huge fan of Tarantino. I, and I would put him as probably my favorite director. Probably. Sure. He does this to us, too. But but with with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm just like, where the fuck is this going? Like, I was just like, where's and then it won. Come on. It, it closes. Yeah, but the clothes, hard. the clothes were so good, right? Yeah, and it won, it won an Oscar. It won an Oscar. That's a music and closer. And then everybody, everybody else is like, 
all the critics are like, it's Tarantino's best. And, and then I'm and then you start thinking to yourself, you're like, oh, I'm wrong then. Then I, I then it's me. I'm wrong. I didn't sure. the clothes are strong, no denying that fucking closer was amazing, right? But I, I was just like, but you gave us a two and a half hour, two hours of 45 minute movie, and the last 15 minutes was phenomenal, but that's still two and a half hours of what the where is this going? Like it gave us two and a half hours of like a, of a setup. And it's a great yeah. close. But in my mind, but that's how I felt about nope. So I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, okay, you just want to, you just want to fucking, sh- you know, show us your dick and be like, look at this, you're gonna like it. And I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Don't think it's anything other than that. Yeah, that's yeah, what that movie was. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird. Uh, so it it made it made money. Um, it oh the, for sure the I budget was the budget was sixty eight million, and it made a little bit of money. It 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 made one hundred and seventy one million dollars. That's oh, that's a little bit of money. That's a fucking boatload of money. Yeah. When you have a $68 million movie, which in today's Hollywood is nothing. Like no. I wonder how much yeah. Peel gets uh, out of that. Oh, I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to know his deal. It'd be interesting to know like what, what percentage involved. Lat, well, he, by the third one, he's probably getting something. He's probably getting percentage. final cut. He's probably getting all that yeah. shit, which yeah, they yeah. don't they don't give away for nothing like, easily, but studios i mean uh but so i made money it it did his, it did his thing i'm trying to figure out how much money he made on his other movies like uh, the other movies had they make more money like is he on a downward trajectory or is he kind of like staying still and i don't Look, mean this in can, a negative way he's getting he's going down the m night Shyamalan rabbit hole where you're you can you can you can there's a fork now for wow. for him Right. So you can go this route or that route. But at least he's he's already branched into like the TV stuff, like the um didn't he make the uh, HP Lovecraft uh, thing for HBO or whatever? He did Lovecraft, uh, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. I love that one. That was really good. Um so then, get uh, out the budget for get out was four and a half million dollars, wow. not forty five, four point five million. Yeah, and yeah. the box office for Get Out was uh two hundred and fifty five point four. He's talking about return. Yeah, yeah. that's so when that you get to go. Just make whatever you want for the last one. Just <laughs> whatever. Well, make how did Candy Man? How did Candy Man? That was the, then, the last one I saw. And then us, uh, the budget was twenty million, and the box office was two hundred and fifty six. Oof. So Midas, it's got the Midas touch. Yeah, but, but nope, didn't do that. Well, but then again, it was right after the pandemic. It was released right. live 2022. This was like still. Well, if it would have cost 20 million, it would have been a much more significant make. They just yeah. they did a higher little budget with this one. Yeah, and they clearly had they, a lot of that was in special effects. Mm-hmm. They the cinematographer must have been. <laughs> he got paid. Yeah, yeah. and crazy weird set. Paid. Yeah, time frames that you had to film that for the light. Because it's a lot of real outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and um, so those are the three that he uh, he directed, and he produced other one. He produced Black Klansman. He wrote Keanu. That movie Keanu was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but it's he wrote great. The Candyman. Uh, oh, I thought he directed Candyman. No, you're right. No, no, he did not direct Candyman. He directed. Yeah, he wrote it, but he did, he did not. He did not direct. The, the directing. He's already done three. This has already been his third. Uh, I love I love the Candyman remake. Like I was very hesitant because it wasn't Tony Todd and everything, um, but they did a great job. Like it was a very interesting take on the. On the movie. 
Uh, he, well, he's a great writer, man. His, his story build is awesome. And this movie too. This movie has a cool story along with it. It just uh, it never paid. Two, no two, hour, two hours and ten minutes is a long way to go for this particular yeah. story. Yeah, and he needed he needed a he needed a Tarantino closer. You know, he, he did. I I, I did, to set fire to the Nazis. I did appreciate I did appreciate something that he does in this. He's done it before, where the very beginning opening credits of the movies comes back and it's explained later throughout the story. So, like the whole thing with the chimp, right. you know, the yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. comes back to like he's establishing his fucking dominance, and it was territorial. Yeah, that was the very that was at least a some horror. I like that. That was kind of like off-putting that whole chimp scene. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. Uh, very and and the way he the, the chimp died, I, I I guess it got you by it got me by surprise. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I, I expect that to be. I was impressed that they, they showed, or not impressed, but I was surprised that they showed the the, the girl. I thought she he was like dead, but apparently she survived. Oh man, yeah, was all was wild. Which, wild. by the way, because I watched it because I I bought the movie, so I was able to watch it at home. I was able to freeze second by second, and you could see the lady's face all jacked up like you yeah, can see, yeah. she has no she has no upper lip she has like you could, but again it's only because if i fucking freeze frame second by second because if not you wouldn't be able to talk because she had a veil on and the whole thing yeah, they, they, uh, maybe two seconds on her yeah yeah not even like total that was like half a second here quarter second there it was it was crazy um so uh, as far as the the critics gave it the, the it has 83 percent of Rotten tomatoes it's certified fresh and audience score, do you think it's higher or lower than 83%, which is a critic score? Chad, what do you think? Higher or lower? Lower. Lower. How much? How much do you think it's lower? Probably around 70. 70. All right. And then Oni? Audience, uh, the, the critics is 83. Do you think it's mm. higher or lower? Do you think audience is higher or lower than the critics? I'm going to say higher just because people want to think that, that they're smart. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got How much, it. How much do you think they gave? If critics gave it 83, what do you think they... 92. 92. All right. Well, <clears throat> Chow was pretty almost dead on. It was lower. Whoa. And it's at 69%. Good. Yeah. My humanity is restored. You're hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's that thing. I think people are like, we're. I think more and more people are starting to see the Emperor's clothes. Yeah, they're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't like us. I didn't like us. And I was just, but for other reasons, not for this kind of reason. Not this, this isn't Mm. the same kind of reason. But I think with every movie, now he gave us Nope. And we're like, I think it's cool visually. And I think you're setting a cool tone. I I, I disagree with you, Oni. I don't think this story is good enough for a two hour and 10 movie. I just don't think the story is that good. Mm. Not good enough for a two hour movie. No, 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 no. It didn't. And you're absolutely right. There is no closer. You had no Tarantino esque. Like the, she, the, the closing the, moment was the, the thing blowing itself up, and that was about it. Yeah. No, but the photograph was the closer. Like, oh, yeah, the, big, the big moment is I got the, it the, on. They got know. the impossible shot. Yeah, yeah but there we go. Uh, my uh, my favorite part of the movie Us is that uh, I just moved to LA and I took my now wife, then girlfriend, to go see it. But we went to a black movie theater, and she had oh. never watched movies with black people before. And it's Us. And they were just, yeah, screaming at the at the film. No, don't do this! And I was like, <laughs> and she was hating it. No. And I was like, you never been to a black theater? 
she's like no uh, i was like uh, uh yeah this is she was like but she was being so like but why did they do that <laughs> i was like i don't know i've just it's every comedian has told me they do it and it's, it's all of my experience has been that and it, it could be hilarious i time. literally was on a podcast yesterday with ari spears and he was talking about watching creed 3 and he says nary there was a total of seven people in that movie theater it was like it was literally on a Tuesday in the afternoon, there was seven people, including myself, in that movie theater. And there was one lady, one other black person in the movie theater. It was me, him, Aries, being black. And then this other lady who was a role behind me, to my left. And she would just not stop. No, you didn't. Oh, you yeah. get And then he literally said on the podcast, he said, every stereotype that every black comic talks about on stage, this lady was doing. She was like... Sure. It's almost sure. as if she showed up to be like give material. Like I got there's a there's a black comic who's not doing this joke yet, and I have to fucking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, went, I, I love going to horror movies on like Tuesday nights at uh, you know like eleven thirty or whatever the last showing is. I did Scream Six. I was the only asshole in the theater, and so I'm sitting there laughing and yelling at the screen because I don't give a shit. There's nobody here. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, That's I fun. watched in the middle of the day nope and it was just a couple of people in the theater and oh man i had to walk out that was a walkout i rarely walk out of the movie i only i don't know if you remember it but you and i saw amazing spider-man 2 not amazing spider-man the regular spider-man toby mcguire spider-man part 2. not only do i don't i remember that we watched it but i also remember like that's the only superhero movie that i've watched in like i've watched very few that's the only one I've watched in theater. Very, no, I, I've watched another one in theater, but it's always been like some comic has gone to right. the effort of wanting to go, and I'm like, we're on the road or something. I'm like, all right. Yeah. We sure. can go see them. I don't understand but all I the took, three stories. I remember you and I went to see Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one, and I hated that movie so fucking much. And I hate it. And still, to this day, hate that movie. I love to. I, I, yeah, I everybody does. Everybody, everybody loves to. I, I get it. I'm alone on that, but I, I stand by. I'm seeing the Emperor's clothes. This movie sucks, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with being the only one that sees it. But I thought the movie was so fucking cheesy, horrible, whatever. And I'm hating the movie. And then she goes, "Go get him, Tiger." I swear. I remember. Oh, I looked yeah. right at you, and I was like, "We're getting the fuck out." I'm, I am, and I literally in my head, I was just thinking it, where I was like. I'm leaving this movie, and if you come with me, that's cool. And if you don't, that's fine too. I'll wait for you. I have no problems. I'm waiting for you. But I'm fucking done with this piece of shit movie. And then the credits rolled, and I'm like, oh, oh, fuck! Uh... It literally it saved it. It saved it. That the the it saved itself from me from being from a walkout. From a walkout. And by the way, I've never walked out of any movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, and you didn't. Only and you walk, didn't. I did it. It saved itself from being the only walkout that I've ever done. By literally 10 seconds. I was like, yeah. I was, and it's only because I was with somebody else. Had I been by myself in that, I would have walked out the moment she said, go get him, Tiger. Because they literally ended the movie probably about two minutes after that. But I was just like already looking at you, like trying to like ESP it to you. Be like, yeah, I'm fucking done with this movie. Fuck this movie. I don't give a shit. It was yeah. so, so awful. I love the cheesy stuff. shit. But that's me. No, uh, yeah. I can't. I, I Sam Raimi... With cheesy uh, dark man, another. I just don't. I don't like I cheesy. Dark man. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. You like too. <laughs> Why wouldn't you like dark man? Of course, that's absolutely Stan Raimi's cheesy. Absolutely evil dead. Oh, I can't wait for the new evil dead. But look what he did with. Look, but look what he did. Sam Raimi did with Doc Strange two, where it was what? phenomenal and it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could do great. He could he has it in him. Just, absolutely. Just not yeah. those other ones. Dragon Me to Hell is like one of the best PG thirteen horror movies I've ever seen. Like when I first found, I didn't find out it was PG thirteen 
until I was walking into the theater and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. And no, that was PG-13. The right. movie that tries to downplay itself to PG-13. Um, that's not true. There's a there's a lot of good PG thirteen horror movies. That's stop it. That's not true. Uh, no, PG thirteen horror movies worthless. That, that that's not true. There's a lot of good ones. I'm I'm sure there's some that you don't even know are PG thirteen. But when you think horror, whether now if you're talking about PG thirteen slasher, no. But there's different kinds of horror movies, and you're yeah. gonna with you could be. Well, I mean, I guess if if Nope is a horror movie, then there are certainly. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. All right, what would you give? What rating would you give? Uh, first of all, Sixth Sense is PG 13, just to go ahead and put that out there. So, anybody who's taking the like, Sixth Sense is PG 13, correct? So is so oh, is right. Death Becomes Her, so is Split. Uh, but uh, Death Becomes Her isn't a horror movie, the Adams Family movies, uh, family. Cloverfield, A Quiet Place. A Quiet yeah. Place, really? Yeah, that's right. Sign. Right. Sign. Well. We've allowed the 13-year-olds to just watch some horror. All right, cool. I mean, uh, I like the fact that I brought up Gremlins 2 and nobody blinked. (laughs) (laughs) Gremlins Gremlins 2 and everybody was like, okay, the bad one. That was a fucking awful one. Okay. Um, Well, so is Adam's Family. Yeah. I love Adam's Family. I love Adam's Family. They're good. They're just not, that's not horror. It's not horror. Comedy. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, what would you give this from one to five? only start thinking about a rating system because like you know how people give it one to five tomatoes or one to five popcorns to we let you change it up you do your own so one to five you have to give it at least a one but if from right. one to five so chad what would you give it one to five and what would be your rating system uh i think i'm gonna give it a 2.5 exploding animals 2.5 exploding animals out of five 2.5 yeah. out of five all right mm. only uh, I'm gonna give it 1.8 murderous chimps. <laughs> well, nice 1.8 murderous <laughs> chimps out of five. Uh, I'm gonna go with a two, and I'm gonna go with two uh inflatable uh dancing uh balloon men. Uh, and I, I wish I remembered the phrase exactly that Family Man gave it the incredible infl- inflatable, you know, whatever the fuck he said. But I'm gonna give it two out of five. I can't take away from its uh, cinematography, and I can't take away from. Um, uh, I I I I like the feeling that the movie gave you. I just don't like the movie. I don't know if that makes any sense, but the feeling that it, it came out was cool. Um, so two out of five. All right, that's take one. We're moving on to the next movie or the podcast called Yes Man. Two thousand eight. Yes Man. Um, is uh, Jim was Jim Carrey's. It was. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the correct uh, plot synopsis here. Uh, 2000. Well, you know, it's funny. I wrote 2008 instead of saying instead of typing in yes man, um, and I, wrote, I said 2008 synopsis. So Carl Allen is stuck in a rut with his negative ways. Then he goes to a self help seminar and learns to unleash the power of yes. Living in the affirmative leads him to all sorts of amazing and transforming experiences. He gets a job promotion and even finds new romance. But Carl finds that too much of anything, even positive thinking, is not necessarily a good thing. 2008's Yes Man. Uh, initial thoughts of Yes Man. Chad? So, I watched it a long time ago, but I didn't really remember it. Um, obviously, 2008. Just, I remember it was okay. I don't remember it being like a specific like, a Jim Carrey movie that I go back to and watch, you know. Uh, but I watched it last night, and 
it was pretty good. Um, I, I caught stuff that I guess uh, as a 40-year-old, I don't think I caught as a, a 28-year-old. Um, and uh, I dug it. Um, I loved the, the, the just inevitability. Like, your friends can mess with you if they know you have to say yes. Um, I love the, the old lady blowjob just about floored me. Um, That's really good, man. And then the... Uh, um, but then, yeah, you know, you see the consequences of completely not being able to say no if you take it to its extreme. Uh, even though, like, the universe was trying to... It seemed like the movie was trying to say that the universe, like, the second he said no, he fell down the steps. The dog damn near ate him. You know, he was, uh, like, seemingly to take that as, like, the universe saying no, you have to say yes for everything. And that obviously led to some messed up stuff. But I like the, the message, though. I, I like the... Like how he got out of his rut. I like how it was funny. They didn't like overly mess with him in the in regards of they could have just been like, give me all your money and then, you know, live on the streets or whatever, you know, just that kind of stuff. They could have gotten dark with it, but it was funny. Oni? Well, I think I may be overthinking this one, but because <clears throat> I fucking hate this movie so much. <laughs> When it came out, and this is how you can tell it's 2008, because Jim Carrey was like a monster at that time, but a monster because of the physical characters that he was able to bring to even shitty scripts um, like Liar Liar. And uh, this movie was just like so weak sauce. It was like a completely tamed version of... Jim Carrey, except for some physical comedy, but Jim being expressive, Jim, uh, at that time, this felt like a movie that they wanted to go, all right, this is going to be your rom-com movie for boyfriend and girlfriends to go watch this film and come out of it with a nice love story at the end. You'll be a little bit Jim Carrey, but otherwise, uh, there's no real much to this film you know the plot's sort of predictable and um there's a few out of out of left field things that happen but it's just so straightforward with a such a straightforward resolution and no crazy fucking jim carrey to carry the insanity so i uh i remember when i saw it i was just like Oh, is this the turning point? Like, is this where he's just going to do these shit films from this point forward? Is this, uh, is this he's just going to get pigeonholed into up? a fucking. Yeah, is he just not. He's Ben Stiller without the Ben Stiller acting because he's just too Jim Carrey. He's either going to go full method and be amazing or it's going to be a. Like, even uh, um, part two of the original fucking thing. Well, I can't. Oh, pet detective part two. That was shitty, but man, was he great. He was just phenomenal to the point of just, I'm good with it. And at that point, that's what he would do to shit films. And this was just a shitty rom-com that would have been a Ben Stiller movie. Other than the fact that Jim Carrey was given to Jim. You know, so I get what you're saying. Uh, first of all, uh, Ace Ventura 2 is better than the uh, first one. Uh, no way. No. Yeah, you're out of your mind. Yeah, you're out of your mind. 
Lace is out. Lace is out. Come on. Yeah, you yeah, must no, have watched the first one second. No, that's absolutely not. <laughs> I've watched it for a long time. I would say the first one was better. And then every time I would quote one, it would be part two. Bumma be tuna. Uh, Bumma be tuna. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I cannot stop fucking saying that. Uh, the whole thing the with the projector, with the. Hi ho silver away. I, I mean, I'm fucking yeah. bawling, laughing. I just it, it's that movie's far superior. Oh, you must be the Monopoly man. Do not pass gold. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Uh, that I, would that would make a little kid, which I assume was what you were then, laugh. Yeah. As a oh my little kid, you, you person mean, in there every every year when I watch it once a year. Yes, yes. As <laughs> a person in their early twenties at that time, this was not. The, or the original one was way better because it had smarter humor. It had smarter. more. Yes, it had better humor. Smarter, smarter, but better humor. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you're right. But some of the stuff was I've not as silly wording. Ace Ventura as smart humor. <laughs> I guess I would say the build of the stories and the, for example, words being funny in part two versus the physical comedy being Bumble funny. Bumblebee tuna is a two. word. Bumblebee yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bumblebee part two was just sort of word funny stuff. Right. Versus yeah, nothing more physical comedy. in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. So I, I anyways, so part two is funnier. But uh, I will I will say that I get what you're saying about this, that this is a tamer version and this is a... I, I would actually put it on Jim and say, I wonder, because knowing how aloof Jim later became, where he wanted to separate himself as much as possible from the Ace Ventura, mm. from the Dumb and Dumber. He wanted to... I would I would wonder if Jim was like, I'm going to do Yes Man, but I'm not going to be the physical guy that you know. I, I just want to see if I can make this funny with just my words. Like, I think... I felt like... You know what I mean? You know what? Like, should have read the script. They had all the words, and they weren't good. Right, but, but <laughs> you ever wonder... Like, you ever seen, like, Pablo Francisco, and you go, I wonder if he could... I wonder if he's ever wondered to himself, can I be funny without the act-outs? You get me? Right. So I feel as I if maybe that, Jim yeah. saw this and goes like, I, I, because they, he, you're absolutely right. It is a tame version. It is a, it's a watered down version of his earlier comedies. It's like, it, it's a Jim Carrey movie. It's a diet Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. The only time you see him like even kind of go full bars when he does the tape around his head. Tape around. Uh, yeah. The funniest, and guy, he wants the funniest guy in this movie is not Jim Carrey. The funniest character in this movie is his fucking boss that he ends up having to fire. In an oh, yeah. That guy was yeah. hilarious. Just in the shit that he would say, where he would say, like, common things that he thought that he made up. <laughs> and I thought yeah. that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, That's good writing. Yes. And it Actually, was like, like the, the guy who was the, the, the sponsor, I guess, or whatever, the guy that brought him into the yes thing. I know he's on the, oh, the a bit. Yeah, the guru guy. Yeah, the yeah. Group. well, Terrence Stamp is hysterical, just being like a hundred and ten percent Terrence Stamp. Yeah. But the uh, the no, the guy who runs into him in this bank and he like throws the rock at the bank and just goes nuts. That guy. Oh, uh, I thought Michael, he was hysterical. John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins. Uh, but yeah, Rise, I, Rise Darby, the guy that plays Norm, is I I mean I couldn't fucking he was so funny when he was just like, oh you're gonna get shit can and he goes okay and he goes you know what shit can means and he goes fired he goes how'd you know that. <laughs> he's just like he's like it's a pretty common phrase. He's like I just made it up. Like he, it, but he really believes that. Like it's one of those things. He did the fist bump thing where he was like, oh, and then he like he was talking about like as if he created the fist bump. I, I, those are very funny moments in that movie. I think you're right, Jim. Didn't 
had few, if any, those are parts of the movie. I get what you're saying. Those but, are the best characters to write, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so I get what you're saying about, about Jim Carrey's not being the funny one in the movie or not being Jim Carrey funny. Uh, here's the problem with that, though. I like rom-coms, so I'm okay with having Jim Carrey as a rom-com. My problem with this movie was the beginning when he was a no man. It was too on the nose. He was oh, like, who? Like he looking at his phone. Literally, there's a scene, the opening scene of the movie. He was like, nope, like, nope. no, 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 no. Like there's, like, you don't have to verbally say no, fourteen times for the audience to get that you were a negative person. You don't have to verbally say no. Like it doesn't like. That just yeah. takes no space in a script. Like that's I don't that understand. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Right from the uh, right from the get. I don't know. <laughs> I would have said garbage. When you were like, <laughs> Jim was probably trying to pick a tone down. You should have read it and gone. Not this yeah. one though. Like, again, right, where's so, Eternal Sunshine? It was probably. <laughs> so, uh, but that's not a comedy though. Exactly. So I think, he was trying. To I think he was trying to be. I think he was trying to test himself to see can I be funny without being physical. And uh, there was no chance of being funny in Eternal Sunshine, but there was no. a chance of being funny in this movie. In fact, he when he went on his little sarcastic rants, he was like, "Why wouldn't I offer the phone to a homeless man and drain my battery and walk out?" <laughs> like, give him I'll, all my money. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him all my money, of course. And then when he said, "She," when she asked him, she's like, "He he drained your battery." He's like, "Apparently, he was the most uh, well-known homeless <laughs> man ever." Like, he just everybody wanted to talk to him. Like that was funny. I thought that was funny. My question to you, Oni, is: Do you like romantic comedies in general? I can dig a romantic comedy, yeah. I, I actually enjoy them. I, okay. I can settle in and be in that world. But I think that you have to have um, – there's a certain quality that Jim did not have at that time. And there's a certain quality that he he didn't bring to that film. He brought to that film Jim Carrey as we knew him, where he should have been like Ben Stiller or uh, Paul Rudd or any of the other rom-com guys that can really dial in that character – you can't be half in the silly bag and yeah, I get what you're saying. make it a good rom-com. It's just, it seemed like a movie that didn't know which direction to go. They were like, we got Jim Carrey, so we're going to want to do some silly stuff, but then we're also going to have a plot here that requires uh, good dialogue. And it just didn't have great dialogue either. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I did... The writing was a little clunky, especially in the beginning. I think once it got going, once after the Yes Man seminar, I think after that it was I was good with it. Uh, I did find, however, it is a little tough to watch Jim Carrey be with Zoe Deschanel, and you're like, dude, she's a child. What are you <laughs> doing? And then I had to look, at, and I literally said this out loud. I said, you couldn't pick a fucking woman who's closer to age than you like you had to pick that like she's clearly and i threw i swear to god i said what is she like 18 years younger than you right i'm saying this out loud my wife and i are watching a movie what is she like 18 years younger than you and i said that as an exaggeration i threw that number out as an exaggeration and then i fucking looked it up and it was exactly 18 years wow (laughs) yeah and i was like why could it and not and i love zoe deschanel i'm just like but Watching them be a couple, you're like, that's creepy, dude. Come on, man. That's like that's just like old school Hollywood where you're like, I'm the leading man and I'm popular, and it doesn't matter if I'm yeah, old. also I'm not as old as you think. Yeah, but he was old. No, yeah. Yeah, but he was old. Yeah. Yeah. Old. It's but that's we got the internet now. You can do that. How old is yeah? Back in the day, it was like just put him with a younger one, everybody will think he's younger. Yeah, it was a weird thing. I did 
Braveheart's my favorite movie of all time. But you look at Braveheart and you go, Mel, come on. Sure. You're you're 17 years older than the, than your love interest, and your characters are supposed to have been children together. It doesn't even make fucking sense. Bro. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. What are you doing? Again, but I think it's old school Hollywood. Where you're like the leading man. No matter how old he is, you have to put him with the hottest, best looking, youngest chick now. Exactly. And, and like, if she's young, that means he's young. You're right. Actor. And right. keep hiring yeah. him. Keep hiring him. So, <laughs> uh, that, was, to me, was the hardest part about this movie is watching them together. You're like, this, come on, dude. I didn't even think about it, honestly. But also the age difference doesn't really bother me clearly. You, well, but... it wouldn't bother me if they if they even said it. If they said, right. "Oh, you made me feel like," if you would have said one line, like I, I just, you know, like if she would have been like, however old she is, and you'd be like, "Oh, you make me feel like I'm in college again," I'd be like, "That's it. All I no, needed. All I needed." Now you you've acknowledged it, and we've moved on. But for you to tell me like you're gonna what, sir? You at this creepy bar? You at this bar watching her shitty band play? Like, sir, you would be in this bar. <laughs> drinking your fucking problems away. You you will not be in here watching a shitty band. This is not a thing. Um, well, he didn't know. go there randomly. He like that was the whole point. He was he, yeah. There by happenstance. He yes man that. Yes man that. Yeah. I did like the I did I did enjoy the I did like the the craziness. I like the spontaneous like the whole thing about like going to any random place. I like the fact that it came all his choices came back to bite him in the ass because the feds were like, were you part of, like, MuslimWoman.net, whatever the fuck the website was, and all that. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Like, it all came back to be like, and you go into Nebraska and you and you gave a loan to a guy with fertilizer, and like and all this shit, like, oh, wow, they really did connect the fucking dots. All right, that that it seems plausible as to why the FBI would be questioning that. It seems plausible, at least. And you go, oh, I like that. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was, I dug it. Man. There was some honesty there. Yeah. Hey, this kept, this kept on. This kept, yeah. Yeah. They actually followed this plot line to the end. Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah you yeah. see that, Jordan Peele? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would, uh, so um, Ron Tomatoes has Yes Man at 46% for the critics. See? Garbage. All right, critics. Now, my question to you guys is, do you think it's higher? Do you think the audience has it higher or lower? And if so, by how much? 46 uh, is what critics gave it. I'd say it'd be higher, probably in like 65. Okay. Uh, the, the, uh, okay. Oni? Yeah, I'm going to say that the audience probably went higher. Uh, probably. Man, that's a good number, 65. I'm going to go 66. One dollar. One dollar. Well, uh, it worked out to your benefit, Oni, because it is exactly yes. 66. It oh. oh, wow. Well done. That's cool. Audience score was exactly 66%. And uh, I I think that's a fair assessment. 66% is a C. And that's I think that's a fair assessment. Chad, what would you what would you rate this movie and and what would be your rating system? Uh I give it again like two and a half. Uh two Two and a half. That was a good scene too with, with his fucking friend. With the old lady was like, "Hey, can you help me?" She was. He was like, "Yep, yep, I could do that. I could because he knows about the blowjobs. I think that's what." <laughs> uh, Oni, what, what did you? Uh, what would you give it? Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm gonna do two point two, uh, and it's gonna be two point two pet detectives. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I don't know how to make that. 2.2 uh, rhinos from part two. Okay. That's yeah. the least funny scene in that movie. Um, the, the guy, him coming out of the rhino's yeah, asshole? That, oh, man. I remember watching that I as a child know. and be like, come on, man. That's too much. That's just. You know, <laughs> like, I remember that's as where I draw the line. I had no child, idea what funny it was. As a child, I was like, I was like, there's. There's, come on, that's just like one level above a fucking uh, uh, a fart joke. Like, come on, man, you get over your. Yeah, yes, on. but the fact that he's literally dying in there and how he was doing that yeah. scene is brilliant. He's a genius. Sure. Uh, or he was. Um, is he dead? Uh, well, he's not funny anymore. So <laughs> he's not. still a genius, man. He's never. Yeah, uh, he he's still doing anything right now? Yeah, well, he did the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, and he was actually That's really right. good in those movies. He was actually really he was oh, yeah. old school Jim Carrey. He leaned he leaned one hundred percent into. He leaned he, a... like, he fucking drew from that Ace Ventura vial mm. one more time, and he was like, "I'm bringing this back," and I'm like, "Oh wow!" Um, all right, so I would give this movie. I would go, man. I would almost say four. I would say three and a half. Three and a half. I I really actually and three is a, a recommendation. As we say, three is a recommendation. Mm. Uh, I would give this a three and a half, uh, three and a half uh, Nokia cell phones. <laughs> the way yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. I enjoy the movie, man. It's a. It is a rom com. It is a watered down version of Jim Carrey. I think if you go into this movie never having seen a Jim Carrey uh, Ace Ventura movie before, you would enjoy this movie more. I think you're right, Oni. I think watching this movie, knowing his capabilities or his potential, you'd be like, oh, that's why you're disappointed. But I just think if you just walk into the movie and be like, hey, this is actually pretty good. I, I mm -hmm. went into it with low expectations, hence why I liked it. I sure. Like, okay. Well, yeah, if you lower the bar, then <laughs> uh, anything is great. I thought well, this movie was great. Well, I really, really lowered the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, thought, yeah. I didn't think it was going to have sound. So the fact that they were talking already. I, I got to be honest with you. There are times where I lower the bar and it's still really shitty. It made fucking money too, dude. The budget was $70 million, 20 of which had to be fucking Jim. I was going to say, yeah. The rip. Right. It, the budget was $70 million and it made $223.2 million. Yeah, this is star power Jim right there. This is everybody thought. And then... I wonder what the movie, the next movie after this made. Everybody was like, uh, you're not doing that shit to me again. <laughs> me that, is, that is a good question. Let's see what, what he made after. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, he went to Hollywood. 2007, 2008. Change of pace. Uh, let's see what he did. I love you, Phil Morris was the next one. What, John? I love, I love you, you, Phil, Phil Morris. Phil Morris. But that wasn't his movie. No, but that's what he was. No, what was hit? Was the next movie that was like he's like above the title type of shit? Uh, Christmas Carol. Well, that was him, but he was animated. Oof. Christmas Carol. These are not good, man. He was that. dropping off. He was. This is a downward spiral now. Yeah, Mr. Palmer's penguin sucked. I don't oh, know. the penguin. Oh movie. my god! Yeah, you see, oh my he was. God. I. I will go. This is. I have a theory now that yes, man, just buried him <laughs> in Hollywood for making that shit film, and he probably didn't pull out till when the Grinch. No, it had to be. It had to be Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine at this point, yeah. It had to be. Or and the Andy Kaufman movie that was. Yeah, amazing. Eternal Sunshine was before all that. Really, Eternal Sunshine was in two thousand four. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Grinch was 2000. Grinch was two thousand. The depression that he made was in Eternal Sunshine. Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry, uh, he hasn't dude. pulled out of it. I think Yes Man was the downfall of Carrie forever. 
Well, he did Dumb and Dumber 2, which was horrific. 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 Oh, terrible. Uh, terrible choice. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is probably what's pulling him out of it because he does an amazing job there. Guys, he's never recovered since Yes Man. I think we can go <laughs> and say it here. You've heard it first. He never recovered from yet. This is the film that buried him. All of the other ones were prior to this. Even uh, I don't know, man. Fun and fun with Dick and Jane was pretty fucking bad, and that was in two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, that's after. That's before. It's still before. It's still before. Oh wait, we're looking for an 09 plus. No, no, but plus. I'm saying fun with Dick and Jane was bad, and it was two thousand five. So uh, yes, there wasn't. You know, it was great, but it was. Fun. So maybe Yes Man was already part of the dump. It was part of the domino. Yeah, it was already. It wasn't a first domino to fall. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. Fun with Dick and Jane, which, by the way, before Fun and Dick and Jane was Horton Hears a Who, which I like because I like. Adam I love Horton Hears. I love yeah, yeah. that movie. I never it's saw amazing, it. but also Steve Carell is just brilliant. Right. I need to watch that. I haven't seen that one. That's a good. That was, I mean, that was good. That, that was a good right. together. Uh, yeah. I I love Liberty Stickin'. I thought he did a great job there. When was uh, Man on the Moon? Two thousand four. Uh, yes. No, that was the highlight. Ninety nine. That was peak Carrie, man. Yeah, because uh, yeah, no, I love me myself and was Irene. Me myself and Irene was two thousand. Yeah. How how the Grinch stole Christmas to two thousand. That was still peak. The Majestic was shit. Yeah. That was two thousand one, and then two thousand three like... was Bruce Almighty. In two thousand four, Bruce Almighty was, was great. He was awesome he, still. Eternal Sunshine is two thousand four, so he was still doing well. Oh, he was brilliant, but then. Yes, man, and that was it. <laughs> oh, never, oh, until 2025. Yeah, but there was a better one after that. Is there anything nope. between Dick and Jane and oh, so then the or, downfall? Hard Hears Who, no, yeah. Hard Hears Who is 2008. Yeah, right before Yes, man. So. Yeah, yeah. So he went well, fun with Dick and Jane, then Horton Hears a Who, which was a, a bit of a tick up, and then yeah. Yes, man, I guess. And it was over, it was over. That was uh, the end of Carrie. Sonic was great though, man. You gotta watch. You haven't seen a Sonic movie because you don't have young kids anymore. So why would you? But no. Sonic the Hedgehog is really good, and he yeah we does, don't we don't count that. He does Ace Ventura level fucking greatness. Like that's yeah, really watch Sonic the Hedgehog. It's amazing. Legitimately, it does. It's on Paramount. All right. Paramount Plus. All right. Thank you guys for checking us out. Only appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Uh, that's the podcast. Check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network that are that have uh that include but not limited to. But let me tell you, Child Like at Best, the What's Up Bro podcast. Um, uh, kick flicks, uh, Cramacopia, and a bunch of other. Go to geekbro.net, check those out. Chad, thank you very much for coming back again. Of, of course, always. you guys are great, love you guys, and uh, that's how podcasts are made. Yeah.